Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Acts chapter 1. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James son of Alphaeus and Simon the Zealot, and Judas son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women, and Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. In those days, Peter stood among the believers, a group numbering about 120, and said, Brothers and sisters, the scripture had to be fulfilled, in which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through David concerning Judas, who served as guide for those who arrested Jesus. He was one of our number and shared in our ministry. With the payment he received for his wickedness, Judas bought a field, where he fell headlong, his body burst open, and all his intestines spilled out. Everyone in Jerusalem heard about this, so they called that field in their language, Akildama, that is, field of blood. For, said Peter, it is written in the book of Psalms, may his place be deserted, let there be no one to dwell in it, and may another take his place of leadership. Therefore, it is necessary to choose one of the men who have been with us the whole time the Lord Jesus was living among us, beginning from John's baptism to the time when Jesus was taken up from us. For one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. So they nominated two men, Joseph called Barsabbas, also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed, Lord You know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen to take over the apostolic ministry 
which Judas left to go where he belongs. Then they cast lots, and the lot fell to Matthias, so he was added to the eleven apostles. This is the book about Jesus' new humanity seeking and saving old humanity. And it starts by laying the foundation stones for how new humanity makes decisions. What do we do when we don't know what to do? In this first chapter, the apostles are like kids gone camping. They start off clueless, staring intently at things with confused looks on their faces. Then slowly, they get it together. By the time the chapter is over, they're ready for the wind to come. Jesus and his angels has given them the steer. They told them three things. The first is relate to Jesus as exalted king of everything. If in doubt, do what worships Jesus. His resurrection vindicates him as king of life. So worship him. The second thing is to begin to read the word differently. The disciples always read the Bible. They probably knew it by heart. But now they reread it as a document fulfilled in the Christ. They plunder the Psalms for obscure references to Judas, not because they fit their purposes, but because they now realise the Psalms and the prophets and all the Old Testament are pointers to Jesus. So many people today read the Old Testament as if it's about them, if they read it at all. But the scriptures are only about us in relation to Jesus. They always place us in Jesus' story. They pin us in these years between Jesus ascended, glorified in heaven, and Jesus descended, glorified on earth. That changes everything. So read the scriptures that way. And the third thing, oh, the delicious third thing, is what this book is about. The Spirit, God's empowering presence. He will baptise us and empower us for mission to the ends of the earth. When you don't know what to do, wait for the Spirit with friends. The rest of the book is simply the outworking of these three activities. Or rather, it's what God chooses to do when his people perform these three activities. The book is what Jesus continued to do through kids who learned how to pitch a tent. Kids who started off clueless but did the three things they were told, and all heaven broke loose. Please make these three things the foundation stones for your life. Here's a question for reflection. Which of the three foundation stones, worshipping Jesus, rereading the Bible as a story all about Jesus, and three, waiting on the Spirit, which of those grabs you the most today? What would it look like for you to build your life on it even more? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.